0: the press box
1: welcome into another edition of the press box podcast mike grace here for my partners chris stewart and jd Byers. glad to have you aboard as we offer up just a slice of what you can hear each and every day on great radio stations around the state of alabama and online 24 7 at pressboxradio.com want to know where you can hear the show we'll visit the website again pressboxradio.com check the affiliates page there find the station nearest you on the episodes page you can hear the show on demand hour by hour or simply find the listen button and you can hear the press box anytime 24 7 it is the press box at depressboxradio.com now for today's podcast brad law in for chris stewart today so brad jd and i had a chance to talk atlanta braves baseball playoff time is here braves about to start their national league division series in milwaukee as they take on the Brewers in their opening round of the 2021 postseason. We talked about it with the voice of the Braves radio network. That's Atlanta's Ben Ingram in today's Press Box podcast.
0: I think we saw a couple of things. Number one, we saw the the potential of this team finally come together. It just took four months before they really... Figured it out and had the help that they needed. Had the guys step up in the mixture of guys that they needed. Number two, I think we saw them take advantage of the breaks that they were given, being in the division that they were in. I've heard people say over and over, "Well, the Braves at eighty-eight wins cruised into the postseason, and you know it's it's, it's a shame that a team like the Dodgers at one hundred six wins has to play in the wild card game." Well, that's just the way that it goes. I mean, it's it, that that might be how it is this year, but. I remember back in 2005, the Padres were two games over 500 and won the West Division. So you're going to have outlier years like you have this year and other years where a team that maybe doesn't get to 90 wins wins the division, and the Braves benefited from that. I think if they had been in another division, what they didn't do from April through the end of July probably would have been enough to bury them. But we saw them play a great brand of baseball in the final two months of the season. They were 15 games over 500. Uh, in the final two months, and we saw them finally put it together and and hit their stride, and now you go into it feeling like you're a hot team. Uh, Who cares if you only had 88 wins? Who cares you weren't a 100-win team? The fact of the matter is you finished the season about as hot as anybody else out there, and that's what matters going into the postseason.
2: Ben, how critical, and you know, it's it's not the Braves' fault that the Phillies sort of swooned late. The Braves had this road trip, that West Coast swing where they played the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Padres, they go seven and three over that swing in in mid to late September. And I mean, I, I think you point to that as the critical moment of the season when the momentum could have swung the other way. Braves did what they needed to do over that two week stretch. And that's a big part of why they're getting ready to play uh, in Milwaukee in a couple of days.
0: That's a great point because, you know, looking, looking back at what the Phillies did in that span, the Phillies were playing good baseball. They were winning a bunch of baseball games. They had a really good stretch as well, and yet they lost ground to the Braves. That's how good the Braves were. And I think no matter where you're playing those games or who your opponent was, that'd be impressive to have a 7-3 run like the Braves did. But to do it out west against the Giants and the Diamondbacks and the Padres, especially those, those uh, teams on either end. Uh, I, I know the Padres really flamed out there towards the end, but at the same time, that t- that's, a good, that's a good baseball team. that can be pretty tough, and the Braves traditionally don't play well out west. At least they haven't in a long time. Uh, you, you'd say, okay, they, lo- they lost two of three in that Giants series, but they were one pitch away from taking two out of three. And we can see them starting to gain momentum right there. They did what they had to do in Arizona. They took three of four. Look back on what the Phillies did when they went to Arizona. They weren't able to take care of business. Uh, so w- when people say, well, you're, you're facing some bad teams at, at this stretch or whatever it may be, everybody's facing the same the, the, the same schedule for the most part. This isn't college football where there's a strength of schedule. You're pretty much playing the same teams, and the Phillies, for the most part, didn't take care of business against teams like that. The Braves did. Uh, the Braves went to Baltimore and had no problem with the Orioles. The Orioles gave the, the Phillies a, a, some trouble here and there. Same thing with the Diamondbacks. Um, so doing it when they did in that September trip was big because I remember looking at the schedule in mid-August and seeing that the Phillies' schedule between mid-August and the end of the season was significantly easier than the Braves. And yet the Braves did it. They played their best baseball in that stretch. Braves had the Yankees and the Giants twice, the Dodgers uh, they had the, uh, the the long West Coast road trip that you mentioned. Uh, they had division games with Philadelphia, New York, and Washington, and, and they took care of business. So uh, it, it was good to see them finish the way that they did. Um, and, and to me, they, they are one of the hotter teams going into the postseason. I, I think that really counts for something going into it.
1: Look, it was still a race when the Phillies came to Truist Park for the, the next to last series of the regular season. I look at that matchup that the Braves absolutely dominated when they clinched the NL East for the fourth straight year, what the pitching staff did against the Phillies' big three. You look at Harper, uh, Real Muto, uh, McCutcheon. I think they were like three for 32, all three of those hits coming in the series finale. And I think Harper was 0 for the series. I mean, that pitching yeah, did a great job. Yeah,
0: I mean, between Romuto and, and Harper, they had one base hit, those two guys. Wow. I mean, that, that, is, that is not only coming up with a perfect game plan and strategy, that's executing it. And I think you give all the credit in the world to Rick Kranitz and and his pitchers for executing that plan. Uh, Like you mentioned, that was definitely a a race going into that that stretch there, that series. But if I could boil it down to one game, I could say there's one game where I felt like they were going to get this thing done. It was that game on the uh, 25th, that Saturday against the Padres, a game that, to be quite honest, they had no business winning that game um they came back scored a run in the ninth inning tied it off of mark melanson eventually won an extra innings and let's be honest the braves have been pretty bad in extra innings this season so to go against the grain of what they had had done pretty much all year to win that game on a day where the phillies lost a game that was a humongous swing in my opinion braves went on to sweep the next day took that momentum into the philly series and took care of business and to me that that day in san diego was the one that put them over the top
2: Ben Ingram is our guest, a tremendously talented announcer for the Braves radio network. We're previewing uh, Atlanta at Milwaukee. Ben, it's been a while since uh, since this Braves team took two of three from the Brewers in Milwaukee. That was the middle of May. This team looks drastically different. Uh, the the makeup is different than it was in the middle of May. Still, the Braves took two of three from the Brewers there. Um Is there any, you know, whether it's Snit talking to the guys, whether it's the guys who were on that trip knowing they've taken two of three, what are your thoughts on any carryover from regular season success against a team into postseason play? Is is that a thing?
0: Well, I think if the cast was the same, then you'd say yes. I, I think the cast has been different. Here's the interesting thing about when the Braves played the Brewers this year. Two series. Number one, back in Milwaukee, that was in May, like you mentioned, the Braves went there, they took two out of three. That was mid-May. Right after that was when the Brewers traded for Willie Adamas, and he was their missing piece, and they took off after that. When the Braves played them in mid-May, they were a 500 team. You look down the road a month later, and and that team was 10 games over 500. So the Brewers would probably say, well, when you beat us, we weren't ourselves yet. We had not hit our stride. Uh, Sure, we had some good guys on the mound, but we didn't have our lineup where it needed to be, and they really took off offensively. Well, the Braves would come back and say, okay, well, you came to Atlanta – right at the trade deadline. If you remember that three game series was the end of July carrying over into August. So the Braves made all those trades on July the 31st. That was the second game of that series versus the Brewers. Uh, and then after that Brewers series is where the Braves took off. The Braves took two out of three from the Pirates. Uh, they, they took two out of three from uh, from San Francisco. And then they went on that road trip and won nine in a row versus Baltimore and Washington and Miami. So both teams after that series, oddly enough, took off and hit their best stride. Um, so to me, like what happened in those two series was an interesting barometer, given that you had an opportunity to see those teams. But I think you'd roll into the postseason and say to yourself, this this is a little bit different because now these two teams are where they want to be, where I don't think you'd say that they both were simultaneously uh, when they met the two times during their regular season. So that'll be really interesting to me. And it's very similar to the series the Braves just played with the Phillies and the Mets. We went into that homestand seeing, uh, saying to ourselves, we haven't seen these guys in two months months. Lots has changed. Tons of things have changed in two months. I don't think you'd say the same for this series. So while they've gotten a glimpse of each other, I don't think they've gotten a glimpse of each other at their best. And they'll get an opportunity to do that now.
1: He's Ben Ingram of the Braves Radio Network, voice of the Atlanta Braves, who joins us to preview the National League Division Series, which starts in Milwaukee on Friday afternoon, a 3.30 Central Time start, 4.30 Eastern on TBS. You look at the pitching matchups, and the Braves come in with a dynamic duo, a seasoned vet in Charlie Morton, who was brought in for, for playoff action like he's going to see this week. Max Fried, the NL pitcher of the month in September. But gosh, you look at the Brewers, Ben, with their trium- triumvirate, Corbin Burns, uh, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, they've been good all year long.
0: Yeah, they've been really good. They were very impressive when we saw them. and um, We've seen these guys before, and, and, and the Braves have had some success against some of those guys before. The, the first the first matchup is really interesting to me, and I'll start with Corbin Burns. He's He might win the Cy Young this year. He's 26 years old. He's got the best ERA in Major League Baseball, at least in the National League. Uh, but this guy has not pitched in the postseason since 2018. I think experience in the postseason goes a long way. He was 23 years old. He had a, a couple of appearances out of the bullpen in 2018 in their division series with Colorado and their championship series with L.A. And he's not, he's not gotten a start like this in his life. So I'm really interested to see how he reacts, what he's like starting on that stage uh, as an ace for the first time. Second thing that's really interesting to me, the Braves are going to roll out Morton and Freed 1-2 and two, like you said. These two guys have been brilliant with their stuff all year, but these are two of the best curveball pitchers in the National League right now. The Brewers, as a team, do not fare well versus curveball pitchers. In fact, their team average is 191 against curveballs this year. That's 29th in Major League Baseball. Uh, They don't they don't have a very good slugging percentage against curveballs. Uh, They haven't had a whole lot of success, and that's a lineup that doesn't really frighten you to begin with. Uh, They're going to produce runs. They're going to get guys over and get them in, but they're not a bunch of sluggers top to bottom are going to go out there and hit a bunch of home runs. So I think that, that this sets up well when you have Morton and Freed on the mound for the Braves. And, and then it becomes a, a pitcher's duel at that point. Because I, I think that their pitchers are tremendous. Uh, I'm a big fan of what they have on the mound. But um, I, I think that this favors Atlanta when those two guys are on the mound because I think they have the ability to shut down that lineup. Uh, and that's going to take so much pressure off the Braves' bats to the point where if you can find a way to score three or four runs, that may be enough to win the ball ballgame. Um, so I, I hope that that's the case. And I think it's going to be a very evenly matched series. But to me, it all starts with pitching and defense. And, and the pitching nod might go to the Brewers because of what they have in the bullpen. The defense nod definitely goes to the Braves.
1: The voice of the Atlanta Braves radio network, Ben Ingram, helping set up the National League Division Series, pitting his Atlanta Braves, our Atlanta Braves, against the Milwaukee Brewers starting this Friday afternoon in milwaukee our thanks again to ben ingram and our thanks to you for joining us here with the press box podcast if you like what you hear a couple things you can do subscribe like and review and better yet even tell a friend if they do the same that'd be fantastic they can find us wherever they find their favorite podcast apple and google plus iHeartRadio, spotify stitcher TuneIn, wherever they find their favorite podcast all they have to do is search for press box radio one that's press box radio and the number one to find the press box podcast for our buddy brad law for chris stewart and jd byers I'm Mike Grace thanking you for joining us inside the Press Box.